Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Roman Canziani. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer, and I'm going to start with an update on the markets. The jump in global stock markets since June's lows has started to stutter a bit last week, weighed down by repeated Fed warnings that interest rates are going higher. The S&P 500 index in the US fell last week for the first time in five. On Friday alone, the S&P 500 index lost 1.3%, with only two out of its 11 sectors handing in a positive performance on the day. Healthcare and energy were the two sectors in the green, while consumer discretionary, financials and tech were the market's underperformers. The VIX index, measuring the S&P's implied volatility over the coming 30 days, jumped back above the 20-point handle, therefore making short put strategies like reverse convertibles more attractive again. US Treasuries fell, with both 10 and 2 yields rising. At the very moment in Asia, they trade at 298 and 327 respectively. The dollar, meanwhile, holds on to its gains last week, trading near one-month highs, with the yen trading above 137 again and the euro just above parity. And finally, oil is weaker this morning too, with one barrel of Brent changing hands just above 95 US dollars on news about the revival of the Iran nuclear deal and capped demand due to a slowing economic recovery. Overnight in Asia, stock markets are mostly down, taking the lead from the US on Friday. But Chinese markets have bounced off their lows on the news that local banks have lowered their benchmark lending rates over one and five years and authorities stepping up support for the property market with additional loans. Chinese onshore markets are slightly in the plus and in Hong Kong, shares are trading currently just about where they closed on Friday. Japan, meanwhile, couldn't profit from the weakening yen and closed the day about half a percent down. Key for the markets this week is the world's central bankers' yearly get-together at Jackson Hole, which many believe will present the stage for Fed Chair Jerome Powell to reset the market's expectations for a pivot to slower rate hikes. The latter bets have helped to drive the recent equity rebound, but are vulnerable to the possibility of persistently elevated price pressures, even as the economy stumbles. It is therefore no big surprise that European stocks are poised to start a week on a soft note. All markets are currently slightly in the red, and US futures also point to a slow start of the week over in the US. That's all about the latest from the markets. Now I'm handing over to Mansur Pochinzi, our head of technical analysis, who has all the latest on the markets from a technical point of view. Please go ahead, Mansur. Good morning, this is Mansur Pochinzi from the Technical Analysis Department. This week I would like to focus on the US equity market. So the S&P 500, even after last week's decline, remains in a medium-term bottoming process. We would like uh, to uh, highlight to your attention the improvement in market breadth. So over the past uh, two to three weeks, we have seen several buying thrusts in short and medium-term breadth. Historically, these improvements in breadth have happened in a sustainable recovery and have led to further gains. Similarly interesting is that when we look at the futures market and uh, take a look at sentiment, we can see that small traders are bearish. So historically, after a decline, they have tended to stay more bearish or bearish longer than the market warranted. So this means for us that small investors might be here a contrarian indicator. 
Looking at the short-term chart, we think the S&P 500 can see further short-term consolidation after the spectacular increases since uh, the June lows. So this means the S&P 500 could close its gap at 4,140. So could see here another 80 points decline from current levels. Looking at the interest rate market, we have seen an increase in U.S. yields, uh, and this is very important. So we are still here in the view that we are in a medium-term topping process. So when we look at the U.S. 10-year yield, we think this is a head and shoulders top. Uh, nevertheless, uh, there has been a dramatic rise in interest rates since the low on the 2nd of August. Interest rates have risen from almost 250 to back to 3%. Nevertheless, we think that as long as 325 caps, that we are still here in a medium term uh, topping process and we would expect interest rates to decline back. So the key level here on the upside is at 325 and on the downside is at 275. That's all from us for this week. Back to you. Thank you very much, Mensur. With that, we conclude today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. Thank you very much to our speakers and thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you'll join us again soon. I wish you all a good day ahead. Bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.